The following podcast contains adult themes and is suitable for mature audiences only. Hello and welcome to Lyrics of Their Life, the podcast that talks about the extraordinary lives lived by those that wrote or performed the songs we know and love. I'm your host Adam Hampton and in today's episode we conclude Lady Gaga's epic journey with part three of her story. If you haven't yet listened to part one or two then you may want to go listen to those episodes first that way you get the full story in chronological order of how Gaga's life and career unfolded up until this point. So let's get straight back into the story. This is part three of the Lady Gaga story. This is Lyrics of Their Life. From 2013 to 2015, Gaga was once again busy. In 2013, Lady Gaga became godmother to Elijah and Zachary, who were the sons of Elton John, and his partner David Furnish. In 2014, Gaga lost her longtime manager Troy Carter over creative differences and decided to sign with Bobby Campbell instead. On a more positive note, she bought a Malibu mansion worth $22.5 million located on six acres of land surrounded by beautiful gardens overlooking the beach and has a large pool, includes a bat cave, a bowling alley, stables for her horses and room for her 400 clothing items of Michael Jackson's, including gloves and jackets. Gaga says, This is my sanctuary, my oasis of peace. I call it my gypsy palace. The property is the first Gaga had bought after living with her parents and renting an apartment and is her place to escape. She said that at times she gets scared to leave the gates as she has to switch back on the pop star persona, which she says is challenging as the paparazzi are always waiting. A couple years later, she would buy Frank Zappa's quirky home in the Hollywood Hills for $5.2 million and a luxurious New York pad or townhouse in Chelsea for $42 million, but later sold it the following year for less than half of what she originally paid. She would continue to come back to her parents' home, but now lives permanently in a Malibu retreat. She continues to fear for her family's welfare and safety while being a fame star, and says she would give it all away to keep them safe. During 2015 on Valentine's Day, Gaga also became engaged to her partner Taylor Kinney. She said, It was in Manhattan. It was snowing. It was beautiful. First he gave me a ring pop. That was kind of amazing and I was crying. I was so excited. And then he pulled out the heart-shaped diamond. Gaga revealed that Taylor was a refreshing gentleman that she hadn't really experienced before. As she said, When you meet someone that's not intimidated by the amazing people that you're around, or by the love that you receive, that's love. Men weren't always happy for me. It was very challenging to watch a woman be so successful. He always called me by my birth name. Since our very first date, I'm such a happy bride-to-be. I can't stop smiling. He is the right guy. I have that feeling. I just know it. I never thought anyone would ever love me because I felt like my body was ruined by my abuser. She revealed on the Ellen DeGeneres show that they both share their own quirks and they are perfect that way. In 2015, Gaga also teamed with Elton John once again 
to release their own clothing line, with all proceeds going towards Elton John's AIDS Foundation. In 2015, she realised a dream of hers when she starred as the devious hotel owner named Elizabeth in the fifth season of the TV show American Horror Story, which opened up the door for more acting opportunities with her amazing performance, where she went on to win Best Actress in a miniseries or TV film at the Golden Globes. In 2015, Taylor Kinney and Lady Gaga raised $1.5 million together for the Special Olympics in Chicago after taking part in the Polar Plunge. During 2015, Lady Gaga also released a standalone single titled Till It Happens To You that she wrote with Diane Warren for the documentary film The Hunting Ground. The film and song was about sexual assault in college campuses where all proceeds from the single went to charities for survivors. Billboard also named her Woman of the Year in 2015 at the Songwriters Hall of Fame Awards and that same year Gaga even had her own brat stole made in her own likeness and released with the Little Monsters brand with Mattel. In February 2016, Lady Gaga realised another dream of hers when she got the privilege of singing the US National Anthem at the Super Bowl 50 and announced that her new album, Joanne, is on its way. After her birthday in March, and now age 30, she got her driver's licence for the first time after all these years, as usually she was driven around or lived in places that had loads of public transport. She often rides her pushbike around the streets of New York of a night with her friend, against her security guard's wishes, as she says it clears her mind and helps her stay on track. In April 2016, Gaga was honoured by the Jane Ortner Education Awards, receiving the Artist Award for a contribution to educating others through the arts. In June 2016, Gaga appeared at the LA Vigil for the 49 victims of the Pulse Orlando Gay Nightclub shooting, where Hispanic clubgoers were the main victims, as it was held on Latin night. Gaga read aloud the 49 names in an emotional tribute and gave a beautiful speech. But in sad news for Gaga, during July 2016, Taylor Kinney and Gaga called off their engagement, with Gaga stating it was due to her career getting in the way of their relationship. As she said on Instagram, Taylor and I have always believed we are soulmates. Just like all couples, we have ups and downs, and we have been taking a break. We are both ambitious artists, hoping to work through long distance and complicated schedules to continue the simple love we have always shared. Please root on us. We're like everybody else, and we really love each other. The two later decided to end the relationship mutually and remain on good terms to this day. In August 2016, Lady Gaga received confirmation that she was set to star alongside Bradley Cooper in the remake of A Star Is Born, with filming set to start by April 2017. Gaga reportedly got the role over the likes of Beyonce, Kesha, Rihanna, Demi Lovato, J-Lo, Janelle Monae, Selena Gomez and Shakira, who were all in line for the role of Ali. In September 2016, she starred once again in American Horror Story, playing the role of the witch, called Skahatch, in the sixth season called Roanoke. On the 9th of September 2016, Lady Gaga released her first single, titled Perfect Illusion, from her upcoming fifth studio album, called Joanne. For the first time, Gaga stripped herself right back for this album and did away with the elaborate costumes of the past and began building a respectable reputation. Gaga filmed the music video for the track in the desert outside of LA, California, dressed in her most casual attire seen up until this point. She also had her fans appear in the music video and even hurt her hip during filming as she was required to throw herself around quite a bit. 
Gaga recovered, however, and produced an epic music video. The song itself peaked at number 1 in France and Belgium and finished at number 12 in the UK, 14 in Australia and 15 in the US. The song was co-written by Gaga with Kevin Parker of Tame Impala, Mark Ronson and Blood Pop, who all worked heavily on the album with Gaga. Parker flew from Australia to Malibu to work on the track with the theme of an illusion in mind, and from there Gaga wrote down the lyrics on a typewriter of all things, and then they proceeded to the studio for recording. Gaga wrote the dance pop rock song as a commentary on the effects of social media, stating, I believe many of us are wondering why there are so many fake things around us. How do we navigate through social media? How do we look through these images that we know are filtered and altered? and decipher what is reality and what is a perfect illusion. There are also a lot of things on the internet that are not reality, and I think people are pressured to keep that personal illusion going on in their real lives. So this song is about raging against it and letting it go. It's about wanting people to re-establish that human connection. Despite fans also believing the song was about Taylor Kinney and their breakup being an illusion, Gaga stated that it wasn't the case. But the fans do in fact make a strong case, with Gaga splitting up with Taylor earlier that year, and the fact that it was over her career, with the lyrics almost certainly confirming this, where she sings, Trying to get control, pressure's taking its toll, stuck in the middle zone, I just want you alone. My guessing game is strong, way too real to be wrong, caught up in your show, yeah at least now I know. It wasn't love, it was a perfect illusion. She continues with the lines, I don't need eyes to see, I felt you touching me, high like amphetamine, maybe you're just a dream. That's what it means to crush, now that I'm waking up, I still feel the blow, but at least now I know. On the 21st of October 2016, Lady Gaga released the album Joanne to the world. It peaked at number one in five countries, including the US and across South America. It went to number two in Australia, Canada, Italy and New Zealand, three in the UK and made the top five in a further 13 countries and it went on to sell around 1.3 million copies worldwide, which would be her lowest selling solo album to date. But she was frustrated to learn that 300,000 copies had been illegally leaked and downloaded before it even was released, taking 300,000 away from her potential sales. A store in Belgium had also released it early, so she was forced to release it early herself before too many got away without promotion. Gaga also feared that looking more normal or casually dressed and stripping her music back to this style would ultimately make her lose fans. Despite the album not selling the best and more than likely being a result of the digital and streaming age, Joanne is a massively underrated album that gives a great glimpse into the life of Gaga and sees her strip herself back to her brilliant voice, songwriting and pianist skills for raw emotional and moving tracks unlike what we've seen from Gaga before. Gaga explores the themes of family, sex, her upbringing, relationships uniting others, and dark themes influenced by her roles in American Horror Story. The album ranges from pop, rock, country, dance and ballads, and when launching the album, she returned to Paul Colby's The Bitter End Bar to perform at the place where she first performed as a teenager under her birth name. Gaga said about the album, Every song on this album is completely autobiographical. These songs are implicitly related to things relating to my life. Gaga had been working on the songs for the album before Art Pop's release, and for her it was now the right time to bring these autobiographical stripped-back songs together. Gaga stated that she wanted her fans to be surprised by the album, and that, quote, 
It's a wonderful soul-searching experience and it's very unlike art pop in that way. She also said, returning to your family and where you came from and your history, this is what makes you strong. It's not looking out that's going to do that. It's looking in. Joanne is a progression for me. It was about going into the studio and forgetting that I was famous. Lady Gaga and Mark Ronson both collaborated as executive producers with Red One as the main producer. With Gaga and Mark Ronson both growing up within blocks of each other, they previously worked on a track for rapper Whale called Chillin' back in 2009 and reunited in 2015 where Gaga showed him a stripped down song called Angel Down that was about the injustice of the 2012 shooting of the unarmed Trayvon Martin by George Zimmerman who was later let off. Ronson loved it and later told her to start writing more songs about what's happening in her life and whatever's on her mind, which she did for this album. The album title itself is named after Gaga's auntie, Joanne Germanata, who was mentioned earlier and died from lupus at age 19 before Gaga was born. Joanne was a talented woman who also shared a passion for art and poetry, so Gaga even had one of Joanne's unpublished poems copied onto the album cover booklet, making her a published poet and honouring her auntie, who she felt so close to, despite never meeting her. Also included in the booklet was Joanne's school ID and a letter to her brother Joe, Gaga's father, as she said she was the main influence of why she made the album, saying, I had a spiritual vision, I had to finish her business. Gaga also said, My connection to her has been strong my whole life. I always wondered what it was, the mystery of Joanne, this person that I never got to meet, that was an absolute tornado of both love and tragedy. She was a powerful, beautiful force in my family's life, and then it's like a beautiful light that just goes out. So I've always used the fact that she didn't get to live the rest of her life as a sense of strength and power within me, that I have to go out and live the rest for her. When questioned about why she named the album after her auntie, she said, I always wanted to be a good girl, and Joanne was such a good girl, but I have such a rebellious spirit, and my father was always very angry. He drank because of his sister's death. I was trying to understand him through making this record, and in that, also trying to understand why I love men that are cowboys. I'm figuring out all those relationships in my life through the music and going very deeply into it, but in a totally beautiful way. It's not a sad album, it's an album that is very revealing of me as a woman. My whole life, I never understood why my father was so sad, drank so much, or was wild. I thought it was my fault, and it was painful for the family. I'd witness year after year that feeling of loss within my father and my grandparents. There's something so powerful and deep in losing a child. Lady Gaga would even dedicate a number of songs to her auntie on the album, with the track Joanne obviously being about her, and stating that it's a song that always makes her father and grandmother emotional, and they were in fact the first people outside the studio that she played the song for, which is seen in the documentary Five Foot Two on Netflix. Gaga explains the song Joanne itself by saying, I used to leave my apartment and I just had my white boots on and my little shorts and a t-shirt and I would just walk down the street on the Lower East Side, totally free. And I had the whole world, the whole unknown of music and where it could take me ahead of me. And this song, Joanne, in a lot of ways I realised even today is me looking back on Joanne and saying, where do you think you're going? You know, I had no idea where I was going. The lyrics in Joanne are simply brilliant, emotional and beautiful as Gaga sings, Take my hand, stay Joanne, heaven's not ready for you, 
Every part of my aching heart needs you more than the angels do. Girl, where do you think you're going? Where do you think you're going? Lady Gaga has since said that the song was incredibly healing for her father especially, as well as her family. As she said, Sometimes I used to wonder if I ever got to meet my real dad. Because sometimes things happen in your life that are so bad that you die, or a part of you dies. And after this record came out, I swear that part of my dad came back to life. I hope that when you hear it, and you think of the loss that you've had, or the pending loss, I hope this song can heal you, like it healed my family. Some of the most interesting tracks from Joanne include Diamond Heart, that Gaga wrote about her days as a go-go dancer with a diamond heart, stating about the time, I remember taking home 400 bucks, feeling like a baller. When I moved downtown New York at 17, I became a go-go dancer. I remember looking at the men and thinking to myself, lay it on me. I know that you think you know what I am, but the truth is, I may not be perfect, and I might not be flawless, but I have a diamond heart. I have a good and strong spirit within me. Life is a dogfight for a lot of people. When you find the pit bull within yourself, that's Joanne. But what's interesting in the lines of Diamond Heart that read, Young wild American looking to be something out of school go-going for a hundred or two. Some arsehole broke me in, wrecked all my innocence. I'll just keep go-going and this dance is on you. This strongly suggests Gaga is referring to the time she was sexually assaulted and is putting this song on him as she personally knows who that person was but has withheld that information for her own personal reasons. She also goes on to criticise the sleazy men that go to these bars to watch go-go dancers but likely have partners at home when she sings, Come on baby, do you have a girlfriend? It wouldn't be the first time Gaga opened up about being sexually assaulted in her music with the track Swine from Art Pop being about the same situation and believes it's a healing experience when writing these songs. Other songs such as Ayo, which was released as a promotional single, is about a mixture of sex and leaving behind all the haters, with a country-style twang to the track, and was influenced by her father's love of a particular country song, stating, When I was little, my father used to play Friends in Low Places, really loud in the basement, and I'd catch him down there dancing by himself, screaming real loud. I thought it was cool. The catchy track John Wayne is about Gaga craving a cowboy as a lover in the form of a wild man like John Wayne and even manages to slip in a quick reference about her breakup with Taylor Kinney by singing, He called, I cried, we broke. The track Dancing in Circles samples Gwen Stefani and was written alongside Beck about the topic of relaxation through female masturbation as Gaga hilariously sings to her vagina showing she doesn't take herself too seriously with the line, I lay around, touch myself to pass the time. I feel down, I wish you were mine. This is supposedly a reference to thinking about her past lovers, including Taylor Kinney. The song Sinner's Prayer was written about self-reflection, with Gaga admitting to her imperfections and that she has the tendency to be a sinner and screw things up, but hoping a man can love her for who she is, along with all of her imperfections. On the 8th of November 2016, Lady Gaga released one of her best tracks from Joanne, titled Million Reasons. It managed to peak at number 2 in New Zealand and at 4 in the US, but struggled to chart within the top 20 in most major countries. Despite its performance on the charts, the song was a beautiful piano and acoustic guitar country-style ballad that Gaga wrote about attempting to stay in a relationship with Taylor Kinney, 
despite knowing it was just about over, as well as her other past relationships and her relationship with her father. She also stated, All these men, my dad, my boyfriend, all the men in my life, they gave me a million reasons to leave, but I just need one good one to stick around, but you're giving me a million to walk away. Despite the album Joanne not being a huge success, due to the obvious style changes, it remains one of Gaga's best works to date, and one that she is incredibly proud of. She feels as though she has helped add to the legacy left by Joanne, and bigger moments were still yet to come her way. She now feels she doesn't need to wear outrageous costumes as much, such as the meat suits, and that it was just a way of expressing that part of herself, and shocking people to get them to question who she is, and to get them to look closer at her art and music, and it worked. She also feels that through her music and her position in fame, she has a responsibility to influence and help change the world for the better, as it's her mission. On the 5th of February 2017, Lady Gaga would give one of her greatest performances of all time at the NFL Super Bowl 51 Pepsi Halftime Show in Houston, Texas. She announced that she was performing there via Instagram, stating, It's not an illusion. The rumours are true. This year, the Super Bowl goes gaga. As the New England Patriots and the Atlanta Falcons headed to the dressing rooms for half-time, it was now time for Lady Gaga to step up to centre field. Loads of preparation and dedication had gone into dance choreography, fashion, stage design, and how the set list would play out, with Gaga on edge as she wanted to get the whole show perfect. Headlining the Super Bowl halftime entertainment show is a massive deal for any musician, and Gaga didn't disappoint with one of the best since the likes of Prince in 2007. Gaga would perform in front of 70,000 live NFL fans and 117.5 million people around the world watching on TV, with more tuning in for the halftime show than the actual game. Gaga put her hip complaints and fibromyalgia at the back of her mind and began at the very top of the stadium singing a tribute to Americans and the US as her proud home with a combination of God Bless America and This Is Your Land. As 300 pre-recorded LED drones lit up the American flag behind her in the sky. Held by a harness, she then leaps from the top of the stadium and lands on a risen Gaga-esque platform and breaks into a hard-hitting but short version of Poker Face. She ends the track with a bang of smoke and fireworks before leaping down on her harness, fluffing out her hair in the meantime and flipping onto stage. Together with her trusty dancers, she breaks into a spine-tingling rendition of Born This Way, followed by the uplifting track Telephone, Just Dance with Gaga straddling a guitar, before changing the pace with her latest emotional ballad, A Million Reasons. She picks up the pace once again, ending with a high-energy performance of Bad Romance, as fireworks go off all over the stadium, before Gaga yells, Super Bowl 51, and leaps from a staircase prop, catches a football, and disappears from the camera's view. Super Bowl 51 would go down as the best Super Bowl of all time, amongst fans, media, and NFL experts, and Gaga's incredible performance was part of that reason as she earned respect from a new wider audience and brought her much critical acclaim, with many donning her as a legend of music. Her performance now just sits behind Katy Perry's 2015 halftime performance as the most watched live of all time. The 30-year-old dreamt of this moment since a very young age, and she was extremely proud and stoked to even get asked, and it was yet another moment she could cross off her list. Just after the performance, 
410,000 downloads of Lady Gaga's songs were recorded in just the US alone. There was only one downside to doing the Super Bowl, however, with Gaga saying, It's a sad day when I'm doing the Super Bowl, and I'm so excited to do it, but I can't help but realise that when I sold 10 million records, I lost Matt Williams. I sold 30 million, I lost Luke Carl. I get the movie A Star Is Born, I lose Taylor Kinney. It's like a turnover. During mid-April 2017, at the Coachella Valley Music and Arts Festival, held in California in the US, Lady Gaga headlined the festival and debuted a new standalone single called The Cure and released it officially on the 16th of April 2017. Gaga wrote the track while production of the film A Star Is Born was well underway just after her Super Bowl performance and said she wrote it while feeling a positive vibe. Gaga wrote the song once again about her fans and the healing effect they have had on her through all the tough times in her life as she feels their love and she feels maybe she has the same influence on her fans and can be the cure for their pain. She said, I love you guys so much. I have been through so much in my life and I've seen so much. And you cure me every time with your love. The cure would be added to her upcoming tour set list and peaked inside the top five in four countries including Hungary, Scotland and New Zealand and charted at number 10 in Australia, where it became a regular favourite on radio, especially during the 2017 summer, with its relaxing, upbeat and refreshing melody and positive lyrics. From August 1st, 2017 to February 1st, 2018, Lady Gaga went on her fifth headlining tour around the world, called the Joanne World Tour. She performed just 49 shows this time around, bringing in 94 million at the box office and performing across the UK, Canada, the US and a handful of shows around Europe, but unfortunately had to cancel further shows in Europe and Brazil due to her fibromyalgia flaring up again, even causing her to be admitted to hospital due to the extent of the pain. In March 2018, Lady Gaga joined the student-led rally for March for Our Lives, which aimed to bring awareness to the importance of establishing gun control legislation in the US. That same month, she also recorded her very own version of Your Song by Elton John for his tribute album called Revamp. Earlier that year at the Grammys, Gaga had performed the track as a salute to the legend, seated at a grand piano, wearing a feathered white costume and glasses similar to Elton John's fashion style. On October 5, 2018, the film A Star Is Born was released in cinemas around the world with Lady Gaga starring as Ali and Bradley Cooper starring as Jack Mayne, with Cooper also directing and co-producing the film. The plot centres around a popular country rock star named Jack Mayne, who is also battling alcohol and drug addiction problems and stumbles across a struggling but talented young woman named Ali, who works as a waitress and a performer at a drag bar similar to Gaga's past. Her voice is stunning and intrigues Jack, where the two quickly hit it off. Not too soon after, Ali is invited backstage to one of Jack's shows, where he encourages Ali to sing for him live on stage in front of thousands, where she opts to sing an original, written by Gaga herself, called Shallow. From here, the two start an intimate musical duo relationship, tour together, and write a number of songs together. Ali is offered a solo contract by a rival, and this angers Jack despite remaining supportive of her, and this pushes him further into his addictions. Jack sadly dies by suicide after his addictions got the better of him, and he realises his career, and his girl, is slipping away. Ali carries on his legacy, and performs one last touching tribute to him, called I'll Never Love Again, to close out the film. From a budget of $36 million, the film was a smash hit, 
making $436 million at the box office. The track Shallow charted at number one in 21 countries, including Australia, the UK and US, and was a smash hit across Europe. Other successful tracks written by Gaga included I'll Never Love Again and Always Remember Us This Way, which both charted well around the world and were released with Shallow on a compilation soundtrack album the same day as the film. Lady Gaga would write 19 of the 34 tracks for the film, adding a tremendous contribution and providing vocals on almost all tracks, as well as Bradley Cooper also. Lady Gaga was praised by critics for her portrayal of Ali, and the film and soundtrack earned 282 nominations for awards and won 106 of them, including four Grammys and a Golden Globe. But the biggest accolade of them all was an Oscar or Academy Award for Best Original Song for Shallow. The film was nominated for eight awards that evening, including Gaga as a leading actress, but Gaga, with the help of Mark Ronson, were able to get the win for A Star Is Born off the back of Gaga's songwriting talents. Lady Gaga stepped up to the stage to accept the award and provided a brilliant emotional and inspiring speech. And here it is. And the Oscar goes to Lady Gaga, Mark Ronson, Thank you so much to the Academy for this wonderful honor. Thank you to every single person in this room. Thank you to Mark Ronson, to Anthony Rosamundo, to Andrew Wyatt, my co-writers. I love them so much. To my sister, my soulmate, I love you. My family's here. I love you, Mom and Dad, Bradley. There is not a single person on the planet that could have sang this song with me but you. Thank you for believing in us. Thank you so much. And if you are at home and you're sitting on your couch and you are watching this right now, all I have to say is that this is hard work. I've worked hard for a long time and it's not about, you know, it's not about winning, but what it's about is not giving up. If you have a dream, fight for it. There's a discipline for passion and it's not about how many times you get rejected or but you fall down or you're beaten up. It's about how many times you stand up and are brave and you keep on going. Thank you. Only because uh, you can't really thank yourself. I think when you're in the room with this person, you really don't have to do too much. So she acts, she writes, she sings the song Lady Gaga. We salute you. Thank you for this. An overwhelmed but proud Lady Gaga had achieved yet another lifelong goal and she would become the first person to be nominated for Best Actress and Best Original Song at the Oscars in one year, setting her name in the Guinness World Records for the 14th time in her career, an amazing feat that any artist would envy. During October 2018, Lady Gaga became engaged once again, this time to her boyfriend, talent agent Christian Carino who met Gaga through A Star Is Born and asked Gaga's father's permission to marry her the old-fashioned way. The pair had been dating on the lowdown for two years prior to their engagement. Unfortunately, however, just months later, during February 2019, the pair split with Gaga's quest to find true love proving hopeless at this stage with her second called-off engagement. She attempted to keep it quiet but was spotted at the Grammys without her ring and confirmed that they had split up. She stated that, it just didn't work out, relationships sometimes end, there's no long dramatic story. After a steamy performance with Bradley Cooper of Shallow at the Oscars, the two were linked to being in a relationship, but that was later passed off. Gaga has since been in a serious relationship 
with entrepreneur, tech businessman and CEO of Parker Group, Michael Polanski. And hopefully this time she's found true love, as the pair appear quite happy. She has expressed in the past that she would love to start a family and have kids one day, and it may be the next big chapter in her life. On the 28th of February 2020, Lady Gaga made a return to her solo career and her electro-pop roots with the track Stupid Love from her upcoming album Chromatica, which is vastly different to her previous solo album, Joanne. The song once again was illegally leaked during January 2020, which once again affected its impact upon release, but despite this, Gaga would make a return to topping the charts, where it managed to peak at number one in Scotland, Hungary and even El Salvador and peaked inside the top five in six countries, including Croatia, the US and UK, while making it to number seven in Australia and Canada, becoming a popular radio hit worldwide. Gaga worked on the song with Blood Pop while on the Joanne World Tour, and wrote the simple but catchy dance track with Swedish songwriter and producer Max Martin about Gaga's tendencies to fall in love easily, no matter how bad that person may be for her. She elaborated with the UK's Kiss FM by saying, For some of us it's easier to love, and for others it's harder to love. And the more vulnerable we are, the more brave we are to open ourselves up, to really, really love each other. I think that love heals the world. I think it keeps us together. It's how we survive as a planet. And I wanted to make a song that really celebrated love and reminded us all how important it is. This vulnerability that Gaga speaks about is very relatable to many who, like herself, get blinded by love, and always see the good in others time and time again, no matter how many times they've been hurt, as she sings the lines, Nobody's gonna heal me, if I don't open the door, cause all I ever wanted was love, and now it's time to free me from the shame, I gotta find that peace, is it too late? Or could this love protect me from the pain? I would battle for you, even if I break in two. On the 22nd of May 2020, Gaga released a track called Rain On Me, that featured rising pop star Ariana Grande, who is quickly building her own mass following with mega hits such as Problem, No Tears Left to Cry, Dangerous Woman, and Bang Bang, just to name a few. Rain On Me would become the album's biggest charting success, going to number one in 14 countries, including the likes of the US, UK, Canada, and Hungary, where Gaga had built quite the fan base, and it also peaked at number two in Australia. The track is a perfect blend of 90s style pop with a dance beat with the drowned out melody perfectly resembling the lyrics and giving an underwater rainy day type feeling. While often passed off as just another senseless pop hit, the track actually has a deeper and inspiring meaning. Lady Gaga and Ariana Grande wrote the song together about all the obstacles they have both overcome in their life and about simply embracing the pain. Along with Gaga's troubles in her life, Ariana Grande was especially referring to the traumatic experience at her concert in Manchester, England, where 22 of her fans were killed in a suicide bombing terrorist attack during 2017, injuring a further 60 concert goers. Gaga explains the meaning by saying, It's two women having a conversation about how to keep going and how to be grateful for what you do. The lyrics clearly depict the pair's gratefulness for coming out on top of their troubles by singing, I didn't ask for a free ride. I only asked you to show me a real good time. I never asked for the rainfall. At least I showed up. You showed me nothing at all. It's coming down on me. Water like misery. It's coming down on me. I'm ready. Rain on me. I'd rather be dry, but at least I'm alive. Rain on me. Gaga later said that the rain is a metaphor for both the obstacles she has overcome and drinking alcohol to numb the pain of those experiences, 
While she doesn't condone drinking, she says she has an issue with quitting, as she is always going through tough times that are dulled by alcohol. As Gaga says, quote, I'd rather be dry. I'd rather not be drinking. But I haven't died yet. I'm still alive. Rain on me. Days after Rain On Me's release, on the 29th of May, 2020, Gaga released her sixth studio album, titled Chromatica, that featured Red One as her producer and predominant co-writer. Chromatica managed to peak at number one in 18 countries, including Australia, New Zealand, the US, Canada, the UK, and Italy, and made the top five in a further 12 countries, including Hungary, Japan, and Germany. The album debuted at number one in the US, selling 274,000 copies in just its first week, and by June, the album was streamed 83 million times. To this day, it has sold around 700,000 physical copies, with 400,000 of those stemming from the US itself. With Chromatica going to number one in the US, Lady Gaga became just the eighth woman in the Billboard chart history to have at least six number one albums in their career joining the likes of Beyonce, Barbara Streisand, Mariah Carey, Janet Jackson, Britney Spears, Taylor Swift, and rival Madonna. Lady Gaga even broke another record for achieving the six number one albums in the least amount of time for a female artist, totaling just nine years and two days, beating the record previously held by Taylor Swift with ten years and nine months. Quite an amazing feat for an artist that had barely been in the music industry for 10 years and highlighting just how much of an icon and special musician Lady Gaga really is. We interrupt our program to bring you this important message. Hi everyone, and sorry to interrupt. I hope you're enjoying this episode, but I just wanted to take this opportunity to tell you four ways on how you can support the podcast and play your part in keeping it going, so I can continue to bring you more great episodes. If you enjoy Lyrics of Their Life podcast, first of all it would be greatly appreciated if you could subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen. It's totally free to do, it just means that you will receive a notification when a new episode of the podcast becomes available. Secondly, you can leave the podcast a positive 5 star review on iTunes as this helps the podcast reach a larger audience. Third of all, you can tell your friends all about the podcast or join us on our social media pages at Facebook, Instagram, TikTok and Twitter. While finally, you can take your support one step further and head to our Patreon page and pledge your support to one of two of our plans for just $1 or $5 per month with no locking contract. Or you can pledge just a one-off payment for all the hard work that goes into creating the podcast. And you will receive a number of extra benefits to go with your donation. Or you can even buy me a beer for $5 at buymeacoffee.com forward slash lyrics of life pod. I am a totally independent podcast creator, meaning there are no large networks or businesses financially supporting my work. So your support would be greatly appreciated as it means I can continue creating more content such as biographies, the weekly muse, interviews and more as it takes a lot of time, resources and research to prepare and upload just one single episode. Links to Patreon and Buy Me A Coffee can be found in the show notes on our website at lyricsoftheirlife.com or on our Facebook page. Once again, I appreciate every one of my listeners for their support, no matter the form it comes in. Thanks for listening. Now let's get back to the episode. Lady 
Lady Gaga came up with the concept of the Chromatica album after her previous album, Joanne, had been wrote to help heal her father, but she later realised it was impossible to fix his pain, despite maybe easing it a little. Gaga took her father's continued pain and sorrow and started feeling quite depressed herself. She began chain smoking, drinking alcohol regularly, as mentioned in the track Rain On Me, and for her, writing Chromatica was a way of healing herself this time around, from her pain felt from her father, her past experiences, relationships, and her most recent dark times of depression. As she says, I felt threatened by the things my career brought into my life and the pace of my life. I spent a lot of time in a sort of catatonic state of just not wanting to do anything, and then finally slowly started to make music and tell my story through my record. Gaga recorded much of the album with Blood Pop at her second home, which once belonged to Frank Zappa. In Frank Zappa's old home recording studio, Gaga recorded and wrote most of the tracks, but said she struggled through most of the album due to her fibromyalgia playing up quite a bit, which limited how much they could achieve in one session every day. Adding to her woes was the feelings of depression, but Blood Pop helped her feel more motivated and got her to push herself. Gaga elaborated on the sound of the album by saying to Apple Music, What I'm making now is a reminder of the freedom that I have as an artist, but also my absolute love for electronic music, my absolute love for the ability for a computer to make something that is so visceral and soulful. Originally, the album was going to be titled Free Woman, as Gaga still felt like she wasn't able to be a free woman in society, but later opted for the name Chromatica, as it was a symbolic place, planet or frame of mind, where equality and fairness rules over all evil and hatred. She elaborated by saying, I live on Chromatica, that is where I live. I went into my frame, I found Earth, I deleted it. Earth is cancelled, I live on Chromatica. This same theme is evident in the music video for Stupid Love, where Gaga is seen dancing with her people that she calls kindness punks on the planet of Chromatica. At the album's completion, she concluded that the sound and the music is what helped her get through and writing and producing the album was a great healing process. Gaga says that the album itself is split into three phases, including the early stages of the journey of healing, during the healing process, and the aftermath. Some of the most interesting tracks from the album include Alice, which talks about Gaga's struggles with mental illness and not giving up on her battle with depression, and the healing process, while referring to the story of Alice in Wonderland. The track Free Woman once again refers to the sexual assault she endured as a teenager and how she is now trying to reclaim her strength as a woman and her identity as Gaga doesn't feel the need to identify as a victim of sexual assault anymore and she doesn't want that experience to continue to destroy her as she says, quote, I'm no longer going to define myself as a survivor or a victim of sexual assault. I am just a person who is free that went through some fucked up shit. As Gaga also attempts to empower herself and tell herself how strong and capable she is in the lines, I'm not nothing without a steady hand. I'm not nothing unless I know I can. I'm still something if I don't got a man. I'm a free woman. The song Fun Tonight speaks about Gaga's love-hate relationship with fame and how she relishes in the fame but also references the pain it has brought her by singing the lines, You love the paparazzi, love the fame, even though you know it causes me pain. I feel like I'm in a prison hell, stick my hands through the steel bars and yell. The song goes into Gaga's battle with depression and how everyone around her would attempt to cheer her up but nothing would work as she was so down. The only thing that brought her happiness was writing these songs and playing music at this point in time. 
For Gaga, it is one of the hardest songs to perform or play back, as it is so vulnerable and raw. She also claimed it was Lady Gaga and Stephanie Germanata having a conversation and attempting to reflect on the contradictory mediums and disconnection between her love of fame and her personal sadness that she hides so well underneath from the public eye. The track Plastic Doll also delves into similar themes as Gaga refers to herself as a Barbie doll due to how she has been objectified by the media, expected to conform to the cookie-cutter pop star stereotype like others, and how she has been treated badly by some men in the past. Despite all of this, she remains strong and ensures she will never bend to these ways again. The honest and brutally raw tracks continue with the song 911 that was released later in September as a single from Chromatica. It delves into Gaga's addictive and self-destructive tendencies, along with her referencing her antipsychotic medications known as olanzapine, usually prescribed to patients with schizophrenia and bipolar. Gaga says she takes the medication for PTSD and severe depression linked to being sexually assaulted. She says the medication helps stop the negative voices inside her head, and she uses it as an emergency reset, so to speak, as she says... It's because I can't always control things that my brain does. I know that, and I have to take medication to stop the process that occurs. Gaga reveals this process in the track 911, where she sings, Turning up emotional faders. Keep repeating self-hating phrases. I have heard enough of these voices. Almost like I have no choice. This is biological stasis. My mood's shifting to manic places. Wish I laughed and kept the good friendships. Watch life. Here I go again. I can't see me cry. My biggest enemy is me. Ever since day one, pop a 911, then pop another one. Although the lyrics are quite detailed and unsettling, it gives the listener an insight into Gaga's mental health. But by releasing revealing and raw tracks such as this one, it gets more and more people talking about mental health, which can only be a positive thing. Gaga's next songs become more positive and optimistic as the healing process is working. She collaborates with Blackpink for the track Sour Candy, Elton John with Sign From Above, about the healing power of music, and 1000 Doves, where Gaga once again pays homage to her adoring fans. After performing around six shows on her Chromatica World Tour, Lady Gaga would be forced to cancel plans of touring due to COVID-19 restrictions all around the world. Instead, the tour has been postponed with the hopes of touring the album in late July 2021, beginning in Paris, France. This also included her Enigma Tour residency of Las Vegas, where she had performed 39 shows since December 2018, but was cancelled due to COVID. The deal was reportedly worth around $100 million. Gaga would go on to win a range of awards for Chromatica at the MTV Music Video Awards later that year in August for Best Cinematography, Song of the Year, and Best Collaboration for Rain On Me, along with Artist of the Year and the first ever Tricon Award awarded to those that excel in three or more fields. Gaga received the inaugural award for her work as an actor, musician, and her work in fashion and activism. Gaga accepted the awards wearing outrageous costumes fitted with fashionable and unique masks to encourage others to wear masks during the COVID-19 pandemic. In January 2021, Gaga was awarded for a contribution to supporting the Black Lives Matter movement, receiving the Yolanda Densi King High Ground Award from the King Center's beloved Community Awards. Her acceptance speech addressed racism and the need for change of how we treat one another. That same month, on the 20th of January, Lady Gaga sung a stunning rendition of the US National Anthem for Joe Biden's inauguration as president. 
Political views aside, she did her fans proud, showing just how much she has matured as a performer and how diverse she can be. On the 25th of February 2021, a freak incident occurred involving Lady Gaga's dog walker and French bulldogs being shot at while on a leisurely stroll in the Hollywood Hills. Lady Gaga luckily wasn't present at the time as she had been in Rome, Italy, filming a murder drama movie called The House of Gucci alongside actor and husband in the film, Adam Driver, as well as Jared Leto and Al Pacino. Gaga's dog walker Ryan Fisher was out walking her three French bulldogs, Koji, Gustav and Miss Asia in LA's Hollywood Hills on a Wednesday when a white sedan rolled up beside them and two men jumped out demanding that he hands over the dogs. A struggle ensued and before Ryan knew it, one of the men drew a gun firing a single shot at him with what was believed to be a semi-automatic handgun. The bullet then connected, entering his chest. This knocked Ryan to the ground as the armed robbers snatched Koji and Gustav and drove off with them, leaving a scene of horror. Luckily, the third French bulldog, Miss Asia, was all okay and had ran off from the scene, only to return to be by Ryan's side and was taken back to Gaga's representatives while the search for the other two took place. Ryan was then taken to hospital in a serious but stable condition and Lady Gaga took to social media to post a massive $500,000 reward for Koji and Gustav's safe return, stating, My beloved dogs Koji and Gustav were taken in Hollywood two nights ago. My heart is sick, and I am praying my family will be whole again with an act of kindness. I will pay $500,000 for their safe return, or if you bought or found them unknowingly, the reward is the same. I continue to love you, Ryan Fisher. You risk your life to fight for our family. You're forever a hero. The reward amount was seen as a controversial move, however, that some said could encourage more thefts of expensive pets, such as pedigree French bulldogs in the area, and that it might lead people to think they could get away with a hefty reward if they steal and then return these pets after they name their price, as well as many calling up with false leads, attempting to receive the reward. Around two days later on the Friday, Ryan was said to be doing a lot better. At around 6pm that same day, a woman who remains anonymous came down to the LAPD's Olympic Community Police Station and handed in the two French Bulldogs safe and sound after saying she found them tied to a pole in an alley around 7 kilometers away from where they had been snatched. It was confirmed that it was Gaga's two French Bulldogs and Gaga stayed true to her promise and paid the woman her $500,000 reward and it's believed that she had nothing to do with the dog nappers. Since the incident, the culprits are still on the loose and Ryan has recovered. Many believe he too deserves a payout, but it's more than likely he will be taken care of by Gaga, as she is well known for treating her employees as her best friends and her family. Filming for the House of Gucci film has since wrapped up and is expected to be released at the end of the year in November, with an emotional Lady Gaga leaving Rome, as she said, quote, I hope I made you proud. I'm proud to be Italian. TMO. On March 28, 2021, Lady Gaga turned 35 years old, the now iconic pop star has a busy schedule ahead of her, with film, music and her current relationship being her main focuses. She is set to release an album of material recorded with Tony Bennett in mid-2021, and her acting career seems to be taking off as she has also been cast in the action thriller called Bullet Train. She recently appeared on the Friends reunion special, performing Smelly Cat and playing her guitar alongside Lisa Kudrow, who portrays Phoebe. But in China, where the show is very popular, Gaga's appearance along with BTS and Justin Bieber were all censored due to past indiscretions that they deemed to be offensive, such as Gaga's standing of the LGBT community. 
While in an eye-opening tell-all appearance on the Apple TV series called The Me You Can't See, featuring Prince Harry and Oprah Winfrey as co-producers, and sees celebrities and the like open up about their struggles with mental health, what actually caused their trauma, and learning to use it as their superpower. In the season premiere, Lady Gaga revealed the majority of her mental health and problems with her fibromyalgia stem from being sexually assaulted by a music producer that she continues to not name as she feels it gives her the power and allows him to live in fear of it one day coming out as she herself had always lived in fear of men due to that experience. Despite this traumatic experience obviously weighing her down to this day, Gaga pushes on and is a strong advocate against sexual assault against women. She continues to be a terrific role model to young ladies and a shoulder to lean on for women that have been through similar experiences. Along with this, she continues to push that mental health deserves more funding and research as it is definitely one of the biggest issues in society today and hopes to one day break down the stigma surrounding it and that we should all be able to speak freely together about our deepest, darkest thoughts, without feeling guilty or like you're crazy, as everybody has scars they hide. On June 18th, 2021, Lady Gaga will release a 10th anniversary Born This Way album, featuring six new reimagined tracks of hers, featuring artists on the songs that represent the LGBT community. Gaga has already influenced a generation of talented musicians, and will continue to do so for many years and decades to come with the likes of Miley and Noah Cyrus, Youngblood, Halsey, Ellie Goulding, Nicki Minaj, Sam Smith, Blackpink, Ariana Grande, Cardi B, and many, many more that have cited Gaga as a major influence on their career and style. Her mother, father, sister, and grandmother are all still alive and well today and have been a major influence on her career and for sticking to her dreams. Her legacy is that influential that she has even had three species named after her, including G. Germanata, G. Monstrapava and Kakai Gaga, which are all tiny insect species, with Monstrapava being representative of her little monsters, while a new group of 19 fern species has even been named after her, called Gaga. Lady Gaga currently holds an incredible 14 world records and has sold over 30 million albums worldwide, with a total of 42 million monthly listeners on Spotify. Gaga has had a total of four number one singles in Australia, five number ones in the US, and six in the UK. She's had four number one albums in Australia, six number one albums in the US and UK, including her EP The Fame Monster and A Star Is Born soundtrack. She has won 331 awards, including 11 Grammys, 17 MTV Music Video Awards, and of course one Academy Award. And in her professional career, she has performed around 730 times across the world on tour, at festivals, award shows, and on TV. It's scary to think that the pressures of fame mixed with Lady Gaga's issues with her mental health, alcohol, having lupus and fibromyalgia may cause the star's career to be cut short, but at the moment she is handling it all incredibly well and is one extremely talented and strong woman. Lady Gaga will forever be remembered as a unique, courageous, risk-taking, stunning vocalist and songwriter known for pushing the boundaries and for her strong messages of equality, self-acceptance and love, no matter the person's background. She is an inspiration to her many fans or little monsters around the world and is a great role model for those who aren't always accepted by society or have struggled with bullying, drugs, mental health and especially sexual assault. While some compare her to the likes of Madonna, I believe Lady Gaga is in a league of her own and still has so much more to give to the world of art, film and music. 
for a career that started just over 10 years ago with Just Dance in 2008 to her latest album Chromatica in 2020. There is no denying Lady Gaga, aka Mother Monster, is a superstar of the music industry that deserves the many accolades and success that comes her way. What a career so far, what a life she has lived, and there is still so much more to come from this incredible courageous songstress and talented actor who seems to be on the path to being heralded as one of the all-time greats in music and the entertainment industry. And it only makes you wonder what she has in store for us next. Thank you all so much for joining me for the story of Lady Gaga. Don't forget to check out our other episodes from Season 1 and 2. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and TikTok or find us at our website at lyricsoftheirlife.com. If you are really enjoying the podcast and would like to give back for the hard work that goes into it, it would be greatly appreciated if you could leave a review on iTunes, let your friends know about what they've been missing out on and click the free subscribe button to the podcast so you can receive a notification when a new episode becomes available direct to you. If you would like to support the podcast further, then feel free to head to our Patreon or buymeacoffee.com where you can pledge your support for as little as $1 a month. Every bit of support is greatly appreciated and it means I can continue to bring you more great episodes in the future. All these links can be found in the show notes to this episode. Once again, thank you all for listening. I'm your host Adam Hampton and this is Lyrics of Their Life.